Welcome back, and thanks again for returning to Beyond the Hardwood as we get ready to tap into the sixth episode of this podcast. This episode features Amir Abdur Rahim, head men's basketball coach at Kennesaw State. Coach Amir and I, we take it back, and we talk about his path that has led him back near home for his first head coaching gig at KSU. From the time he was a youngin' playing at the park with his brother Sharif, to the time he was at Georgia Tech, having lunch at Waffle House with club coaches and just building relationships in that Atlanta area. So stay tuned as I tap in with Amir coming up next. Amir, how's everything going, man? Man, Deontay, man, I'm good, man. First off, man, thank you, you know, for having me on, man. This is this is awesome, man. Anytime you get to, you know, talk about basketball, talk about how we, you know, push the culture forward and, you know, continue to help these kids, man, it's always a blessing, man. So I appreciate you having me on. Nah, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to, to come on, you know. You are uh, somebody that I've watched over the last couple of years, and, uh, you know, I, I look up to you and what you got going on, man. So I, I'm excited to be able to get you on here. This is, you nah, know, man. you know the Be Ready family and everybody going to tap in for sure to this one. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt, man. I appreciate it, man. I really do, man. I, I really do. More than you even realize, man. I always say, you know, e- even as an assistant, man, and now as a head coach, you know, I think people when they when they get in positions of uh, leadership or position, I say positions of power. Sometimes they believe, you know, people should be serving them. Man, I, I'm a firm believer, man. When you get in these positions of leadership, man, you are a servant first. You know what I mean? It's right. not people, uh, you know, like in a sense molding themselves for you. It's you helping people mold themselves for themselves. So, yeah, man, it's it's been a blessing, man. Seriously, you know, it's really been a blessing. No, for sure, man, for sure. Well, man, let's go ahead and hop right into it. So. You know, you're a native yep. native of Georgia, you know, from Marietta, Georgia. Um, you know, you come from yep. a big, big family. Uh, you got 13 siblings, yep. man. You know, uh, kind of talk about, you know, how how it was being a part of a big family, you know, obviously having 12 other <laughs> siblings and, and how much did yep. sports play a part in your family growing up? Man, you know what? From as early as I can remember, Beyonce, man, it, it was competitive, you know. Um, it was it was competitive and where it started, man, to be truthful with you, you know, my, my father um, was a, in, in the Islamic faith. He was a, a minister, a imam. Right. And then uh, my mother was actually a principal, you know, at the private school we started out at. OK. And, uh, man, it, it started in the classroom because, you know, the, the kids who got good grades, you know, they got, you know, extra dessert. They got extra. Um, they got extra just things, right? Like, right. like at home, if they if they did a good job of, uh, you know, in school, you know. So that was the first that was the first part of being competitive. Like I can I can hear my mom and my dad saying, "Hey, A's and B's now, all right, but A's more than B's," you know. And and, and I can remember, um, you know, my sisters and my brothers, uh, you know, getting the extra piece of chocolate cake. No joke, man. Like I can, <laughs> I can see it, man. We used to live in. We used to live in East Point, man, off Pinehurst Drive, man, in in, in, in a little little house, man. It seemed huge then, but um, drove past it a couple of months or so ago, man. I was like, dang, man, you know. But anyway, right. um, I can remember that. And so, obviously, you know, my parents, you know, uh, having being coming from a big family, and my mother having five kids, 
you know, in the house, really, you know, all at the same time, you know, it was always two of us in the house, except for, you know, when I left for college. But, uh, you know, I can remember, man, they always kept us in something. You know, I used to think it was to get us out the house. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I'm <laughs> right. Like, man, y'all can't be in here, you know, so it was, you know, in the fall and winter, you know, it was, it was basketball, baseball. My sisters were in softball. In the summertime, it was track. Um, you know, and track was, you know, people don't, a lot of people don't realize, you know, they look at us as a basketball family and we are, um, uh, but man, you know, track was the first thing we all did and did together, you know? So, uh, I, right. my dad, he would always say, man, you know, the, the summers in the sun, they build character, mm-hmm. you know? So man, we, we did that. And, um, you know, he, he would never let us run sprints. We all had to be distance runners for the most part, nothing, nothing under 800. Right. And so, right. uh, uh, or I should say, you can do everything you want to do, but you're doing the 800 and you're doing the mile, right? So um, it's just kind of how it went. So, man, our, our family, man, growing up, you know, five kids in the house, but 13 of us all together, um, you know, us, uh, us older five, man, we put a lot of pressure on the, on the younger five to, you know, really, you know, know who they were and, and follow, follow the same values, you know, and, and, and uh, things that my dad set and my mom set for us. So it was a, it was a beautiful way to grow up, to be honest with you. I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Man, no, that's beautiful, man. Definitely, definitely. And and like you said, that comp- competitive drive, man, drew y'all. And, and obviously, you know, growing up, you know, you six of y'all played um, college basketball. But, you know, did, mm-hmm. did everybody go to Wheeler High School? Because I know that's where y'all went. Man, no, 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 everybody didn't. And, man, this is how crazy it is and when, the, when, you know, it, the, the state started doing the, the rezonings of the regions and things like that. But, but man, you know, my first, my first, uh, you know, memories of, of high school basketball in the state of Georgia were uh, North Fulton High School. This is where my sister went. It's, it's now North Atlanta. It's a merger of North Fulton and Northside, right? Right. And so it's now it's North Atlanta. But uh, it was a guy named uh, Coach Arnold who was the head coach there. And, you know, he had uh, he had some really good players. Uh, Marquise Moore. Uh, who was Mr. Georgia in the state of basketball. He ended up going to Georgia Tech and transferring to Colorado. Nantown Boo Willingham played at UConn. Uh, man, they, and they had a host of other guys, man, just really good players. And, man, I, I can remember, you know, they were red and black. And, you know, man, I can remember vividly how they used to come out to warm up, man. They'd come out, walk around the court, like not run. They'd walk around the court, and then they start the tip drill off the backboard. And, you know, that was my earliest thought. So my sister went there. Um, and actually my brother and my other older sister, uh, started out at, uh, at North Atlanta, but then my mother ended up getting a, a, a teaching job at Wheeler high school. This was, I guess, 1992. And we made the move from Southwest Atlanta to Marietta. And then from there, Sharif and my older sister finished there. The rest of us, that's where we went, you know, and, uh, right. you know, we were really fortunate Sharif, you know, like his first year he played, he Doug Lipscomb wasn't the coach there. And, um, uh, but after, I think it was his sophomore year, Doug became the coach and, you know, the, the kind of the tradition and the history of Wheeler, you know, was built. And, and, yeah. and so we kind of, you know, went from there. I, and, and most people don't realize this, you know, all of my younger brothers and sisters all did four years at Wheeler. I was the only one who did two because when Sharif graduated and went to Cal, my mother moved us out there uh, for two. And I was out there for two years. So my freshman and my sophomore year of high school, then I came back and I actually lived with uh, Coach Lipscomb for a year. Okay. Yeah, I lived with Coach Lipscomb for a year, my junior year, and then my mother, when Sharif went pro, my mother moved back. 
right. in California, uh, and, and we finished up like that. So um, that that's like the 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 history of how my family and I got to uh, got to Weaver High School. Man, man, there's a lot behind that. Didn't even know that, man. Yeah. Yeah, for, sure. no, for sure. For, for sure, sure, for sure. So how was it, man, for you? Obviously, you know, for the people listening that, that don't know, your brother is Sharif. Yep. You know, he's obviously mm-hmm. the president of the NBA G League. Um, but like yep. you said, he was a hell of a hooper, high school and yep. college, you know, obviously Mr. Two time yep. Mr. Georgia basketball. Um and obviously for you being a player coming up, did you feel any mm-hmm. pressure on yourself following in his footsteps? Because obviously, as you know, older yeah. brother, younger brother, you know, you kind of look up to your older brother. You want to, you know, compete yep. with him. You want to beat him and everything. But at the same time, you, were, you got yep. that level of respect. Um, so how was it for you yep. being a high school player, you know, at Wheeler, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just trying to, you know, figure out your own way. But at the same time, you know, your relationship you had with your brother. Yeah, man, I wouldn't say it was any pressure, man. Like, cause the one thing, uh, you know, first off, I say this, you know, for for all, you know, any anybody who listens to this, any parents, coaches, young kids, man, you know, man, Sharif, it, it's been a lot of really good basketball players that have came out of the state of, of Georgia, and and I don't know if if Reef is the best, but I know he's up there, right? But no, it, it's sure. like him being the the president of the NBA G League, man. Um, it, it's not a surprise him having the career he had. It's not a surprise. You know, I can remember Sharif, man, when he was, you know, 12, 11, 12, 13 years old. And, man, you know, most kids get put on punishment for, you know, acting up at school or not doing their homework or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Man, Sharif used to get put on punishment because he would come in the house so late from being at the at the court, like being at the playground. You know, he'd be at an outside court when we lived off of uh, Washington Road. We lived in Club Kendallwood. Right. And um, he used to get put on punishment for that, right? Um, I, I remember, I'll tell you just quick story. We we were we had moved to Marietta and we were living in Laurel Valley and um across we we only had like a half court in our apartment complex, but across the across the street a little bit was a part a, a, a complex called Windy Hill Village. Mm-hmm. Windy Hill Village had a full court and uh and I remember man Sharif would come home from school, you know finish whatever homework or whatever he had grab something to eat and man he'd take his ball and man he'd leave it just say it was five o'clock he'd come back home every night probably you know. 9 30 10 o'clock and uh i used to always wonder where he was going so finally man one day i said man let me come with you so he said all right come on but now if you're gonna come you're gonna work and uh <laughs> i said all right cool i'm good with that all right, i ain't scared of work you know like right, that's what right. i'm saying you know but I, I was a video i was a video game kid tay right like i man i'm you know i i just did i just hoop for fun you know and right then i went over to this court with this dude man and this dude is over there doing full court ball handling drills full court layups and i'm talking about he's going and i am exhausted 20 minutes into this workout, right? And, and I said, man, I said, man, I'm I'm going home. And he told me, he said, man, you go home, you ain't never coming back over here with me again. Now I don't care, I'm I'm leaving, you know. And I right, left, right? right, and uh, and I laugh all the time because he and I he and I laugh about that story because after I figured out, you know, how to work, you know, and what hard work was, like I was like, man, you've been doing this since you was 13, in a sense, on your own. You know what I mean? Like my dad would be there and other coaches, but you know, he would do it on his own. And so the success that he's had is it's not a it's not a surprise because he's always had that that diligence. He's always had that work ethic and that drive. So um right. as as his brother, man, I, I never felt any pressure because he would always share, you know, the, the, the knowledge and the gems with me. He'd always share, you know, why it was important to do these things and 
um, what hard work was. So as a basketball player, he'd say, man, you got to be who you are. You know, don't like my nickname is funny growing up was Lil Reef, right? Right. And he, and he, when he would hear people call me that, he'd be like, hey, man, don't ever forget, man, you a mirror. You know, you a mirror, right? And, and I, I, that's what I remember more than anything. I never even thought about, you know, it was, I thought it was an honor, man, for people to call me Lil Reef. You know, that was him and my dad, man, those were my first heroes. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, I, I, I never felt pressure, but what it did, you know, um, as I got older, I was like in high school, man, I, uh, you know, really, yeah, high school, man, tell you, I'll just tell you, man, like, I just hooped. Like, I never worked out. Like, I just hooped. You know, that was all it was. And so uh, not until after my freshman year of junior college at Garden City did uh, I start to figure it out because I went out there to Garden City and they redshirted me. Like, it was the first time anybody ever said, man, you ain't good enough to play right now, right? Right. And, uh, I, man, it was probably one of the best things that ever happened for me, man, because it, it drove me, man. It lit a fire under me. And, uh the summer before I left for Garden City, man, Reef used to work out every day. You know, he'd be like, hey, man, you come and work out. And, man, I would come work out some days. Some days I wouldn't. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man, that summer that summer after my freshman year at Garden City, man, I didn't miss a workout. Like, I was waking him up. Come on, man, let's go. I was telling him, come on, man, let's go. Let's, right. go, let's go get another one in. Right. You know, we go, we go, we would sneak into a golf course. Uh, it was a golf course off of, uh, not South Atlanta Road. I can't remember where it is, but it's over there, like South Atlanta and Windy Hill. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we would sneak into this golf course in the morning before anybody ever got out there, man. And we would run the hills. And, and I can remember him, you know, I'd be like, hey, man, come on. You know, he'd be like, all right, we got 20 hills. You know, we get to 20. I'd be like, come on, man, let's do two more. You know, and he'd do, he'd do me the same way. Come on, man, let's do two more. So um, being his brother, you know, it drove me, you know, because I would see his work and I would see his success too, right? right. So it's like, man, I want that same thing. You know, I don't like I want that same thing in my own right. I want to earn it. And, and and it was man, it was just it was never it was never a pressure. Uh, definitely competitive. The one on one games and, you know, all of that was competitive. It was no back down like he wouldn't let you back down. You know, what I'm saying? Right, right. so it was man, it was for me, man, it was a blessing. I say that all the time. I tell my players that like, you know, I've been fortunate to see what a pro is, you know, the same way. Reef worked in his 13th year, right, as a pro in the summers was the same way. Or I'm sorry, in his first year as, as a pro was the same way he worked in his 13th year as a pro. And mm, so it was, right. it was it was a blessing. No, nah, for sure. And, you know, like you said, man, that kind of tied dividends for you. Obviously, you go to Garden City for mm-hmm. a year, you redshirt, but then, yep. you you know, next year yep. you're playing. And, you, you know, you rank yep. nationally in scoring, you know, team wins over 25 games. Mm-hmm. Um and then you yep. end up heading to southeastern Louisiana with Bill Kennedy. Um, yep. how, talk, yep. talk, yeah, talk to us about that, man. Because obviously, you know, your your the first yep. two years, you know, was was a little bit of a struggle for y'all at southeastern. Yep. Um, but then, yep. you know, your final year, if I'm not mistaken, y'all end up winning twenty games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. and y'all get that thing rolling in the right direction. So, you know, how how did those yep. times, you know, with the, just that little bit of success, those two years, help you and your team? Um, yep. Obviously, Coach Kennedy and and so forth on, especially mm-hmm. you know when it can be so easy to point that finger at the coaches when you're a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how how yep. did that help you out um, and turn around for the better for y'all? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, man. You know, it, it, it's all like this This thing that we do, man, college coaching and just it, in general, like, like, you know, life is about relationships. And so mm-hmm. um, some people know, a lot of people don't. But, you know, Coach Kennedy was a was an assistant at Cal Berkeley when Reef went there. Right. And so 
and he 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 was actually the the, the lead recruiter on Reef. Okay. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. And so uh, so so when I was coming out of Wheeler, this was before um, you know I got my test scores back and things like that. Coach Kennedy had just gotten a job at Southeastern, so this is 1999, and yep. man, this dude, you know, like we were trying to find somewhere for me to go. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't have, like, I wasn't recruited like that. You know, obviously, you know, AAU and things like that. It wasn't, you know, having moved around so much. Um, I didn't have like one AAU team play that I played for. But again, I'm gonna go back to this. It's not even that's not even an excuse, man. I didn't work hard enough. Right. right to to be to be looked at you know I, I was a pretty good player i think you know uh, you know in my opinion right. uh, and we had good success at wheeler when i was there we didn't win it but we had good success uh but you know man he had just gotten a job and man if he would have he could have called and said hey i got a scholarship for you you want to come and we was out like we were going but man right. this dude, he, he uh he drove up to atlanta man came to my brother's house did like a, a home visit you know and <laughs> it's like hey this is this is what our program is about. I'm like, man, I'm sitting there thinking like, hey, man, stop talking. Like, I'm coming. Right, like, like I'm coming. You ain't got to say that else, right? <laughs> like, I'm coming, right? Like, I ain't got no other options. Do you realize that? You know, that's what I'm saying to him. But, man, um, he ended up doing that. He ended up doing that. And um, it, it, all, it stuck with me, right? When I get my test scores back, I'm like 20 points short. So I got to go. I got to go another route, okay? So two years later, man, after I'm leaving Garden City, you know, he's, he's recruiting me. Um, and actually, William Small, who's at Iowa State now, with Steve Prome, the both of them dudes were my were two of my assistants in college, you okay. know, uh, at Southeastern. Yep. And so, uh, you know, make kind of make a long story short, man. It came back, and I, I think it came down. It was Dayton, Central Florida, and Southeastern Louisiana were my top three coming out of Garden City. And uh, I guess for me, man, it was just his belief and his willingness to bet on me, you know, two years earlier without even having seen me play. Right. To, I was like, man, I want to be a part of that. I, I didn't even know that they had been struggling. You know, it wasn't even about, you know, uh, what they had been doing. Like, I wanted to go somewhere where, you know, somebody was going to believe in me and somebody was going to push me, and that's who Coach Kennedy was. So, right. man, them first two years, man, they were they were a struggle, you know. But um, I was I was hard to deal with as a player. I think Coach Kennedy would tell you that, <laughs> you know, uh, just because, like, by that time now, like, I'm – like, man, my, my work ethic has, has picked up. And, you know, man, I'm uh, – I'm I'm trying to be the best, but like you know right. when you're you know when you're trying to be the best and trying to learn how to lead too, that you know those two things are two totally different things and you don't know all the time. But mm-hmm. we had really good leadership. So like I said, Billy Kennedy, um, all-time winningest coach, uh, I think at Southeastern, maybe at least has been to the tournament. I think the only coach, uh, yeah. but well, yeah, I think he's the only coach that's been to the tournament there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, but then we have Steve Prohm, who's now the head coach at Iowa State, William Small, who's now an assistant at Iowa State. We had uh, Mike Smith, who's at Dalton College. We had Roman Banks, who used to be the head coach at Southern University, went to the tournament a couple times, now is the AD at Southern University. These are all guys on our, on our coaching staff, right? So when you see you have good leadership as players, you know, man, you rock and roll. Like, you know, we were bought in and, and – we knew it was only a matter of time. We just had to, you know, continue to believe in what they were doing. Um, you know, and from going from seven and twenty to twenty and nine, and we we actually won a share of the league as as my senior year. It was us. I think UTA was a three way tie. Us, UTA, and Stephen F. Austin, right. um, three way tie for first place. But that's a championship. You can't nobody tell me that different. Right? <laughs> like, Facts. Just, you know, Facts. They can't tell me that different, man. Right. We, yeah, we won the league, you know, and so. Um, 
like those those first two years to build it right and then have that success um that my senior year but i'll tell you what was the, the, the for me like where i was the most proud was the year after i left they they go i think they went 25 games and they go to the tournament and they had oklahoma state on the ropes in oklahoma city yep. right for a right. first round upset and ended up you know getting beat but it was the success that came from the hard work of myself and the other guys that believed in that vision you know when that vision really wasn't there mm-hmm. you know or when that when when uh in a sense like that, that vision hadn't been there or the tradition or the history hadn't been there. So, right. you know, when I look back on it, um, you know, for me, man, Southeastern Louisiana is home. You know, that's, that's my Duke, you know, yeah. my, my Georgetown, right? Like that's home for me. And so even now, man, to see, you know, the success that they've had, you know, under coach Ladner, Ladner and, um, and, and the team that's going forward, you know, man, like I, I, I love that, man. Cause I know, um, not that we want any credit from it, but we know where it started. You know, we 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 were able to create a tradition and a history. You know, to say we hung the banner, so for it sure. was it was great. Yeah, man. Like you said, yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, y'all. If I'm not mistaken, I did the research. Y'all, y'all had the best mm-hmm. two year run in school history, uh, winning close to fifty four yeah. games and and you know first NCAA yep. uh, tournament appearance you know and stuff like that but again yep. man for you obviously you know in that time you were three time all southland conference you know seventh all time in school mm-hmm. in school history and point score second in three pointers made mm-hmm. and still so you know you was doing your thing too you know during that time yep. <laughs> you know yep. um so yeah. you know yeah that, no it was it was yeah, no, I was just saying, man, it was fun, man. You know, I, again, I'm just trying to, you know, I like to sh- like share these things, man. Um, Cause I talked to my players about this, you right. know, and it, it's funny, man. I, I can remember as a sophomore when we went seven and 20, uh, I never forget we were going to play. We were at Mickey state and then I'm about to run out the locker room to go warm up and coach. He grabs me by the arm and he goes, Hey man, like in order for us to have a chance to win, man, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take some bad shots and you have to make some bad shots. Right. Right. He said, you got to start being more aggressive, right? And, man, <laughs> don't tell me that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He you opened know, up the floodgates, man. Oh, uh, yeah, but, like, I'm like you know, he puts that in my head, and this is why I say I was hard to deal with as a player because when he said that to me, I took it and rolled with it. But, you know, as a junior, you know, we got more talented. We had better players. As a senior, it's the same thing. And, you know, now he's coaching me. He's telling me, like, hey, look, man, you know, what you had to do last year, you don't have to do that no more. Like, you, you got to use these guys. You got to help these guys be better. Right. And, man, I'll be honest with you. It took me, like, half my junior year to understand what he was saying. It took him putting me on the bench, like, taking me out the starting lineup and putting me on the bench for six games. And it was, you know, man, it was humbling. But, I, like, I got it. And, and the best part about those six games, say, was that we had success because they were playing as a team. Like, mm-hmm. I, they didn't need me. Right, right. <laughs> so man, I was like, well, man, I, my, I, I never forget, man. And again, go back to my brother. And I remember calling my brother, like, yeah, man, he tripping, you know. And, and my brother was like, all right, well, tell me what's going on. I right. tell him what's going on, and he's like, man, like he like cuss me out, you know. He's like, man, like you better, man, if, if I if I call down there and I hear you ain't being coachable and you ain't, man, I'm I'm telling you, I'm coming down there, man. You gonna have to see me, right? And right. my brother, like, he was about that action. You dig what I'm saying? He was about that action. So right. um, I, I, didn't, I didn't want those problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, it, was, it was more so fall in line. But he also gave me, you know, just some, some, some knowledge of, like, what coach, where coach was coming from and, and why it was important to lead and lead the right way. And that if he could coach me, them other guys couldn't, you know, they couldn't buck what he was trying to do. And so that became, uh, 
you know, my drive is to try to be one of the most coachable guys, man. And, and I think it, it really led to the success that we had again um, over the, over the, like, you know, my senior year and then that next year, because those guys, they knew, man, it was about team, you know, it was about togetherness, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't about one guy. Right. And, and, and again, man, it's, it's something I'm, man, I'm like super proud of, man. Right. I believe no for sure and i'm glad you hit on that because i was actually going to ask you how you know how vital was it to get advice from your brother during that time you know Mm -hmm. you know why you know he's obviously in the league you know you got somebody like him to lean on you know and and get you know pick his brain while also you know learning from coach kennedy so now i'm glad you was able to 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 hit on that yeah I, i give everybody a funny a funny quick story man it was a night we played memphis uh my junior year i think it was and this was when they had dewan wagner this is like one of cal's first few years there uh and they had a really good team man and i went like 0 for 10 all right right and on the same night man i can't remember who reached them were playing but he had a really good game like he might have had like 30 40 points and so like on sports center i never saw it this is him telling me this on sports center they put it like a split screen <laughs> and they showed all my bricks uh, right yeah yeah and, and he and i remember him calling me like hey man you straight i'm like yeah i'm straight what you talking about he was like he was like man you know uh he told me like what happened or whatever but like he said something to me man again sticks with me to this day he talked about um you know like you know just being having perseverance and, and not letting people you know see when you're down and he said man you know i ain't mad at you for going over 10 what I was mad at was when I was watching you miss a couple of those shots, man, you were dropping your head. He was like, man, I can't know if you're 0 for 10 or 10 for 10. Right. He was like, man, you got to keep going. He said, because he said, hell, you could have been 0 for 10 and the game came down to, you know, the last shot. Man, you make the last shot. Hell, that's all that matters. Man, let's mm-hmm. roll. We're going to take this W. You know, right. go. And, and that's just something that sticks with me, you know, go, you know, going through, even going through a season that we went through last year, man, like, shoot, like, man, I, I wasn't going to hold my head down. Like, I was going to keep pushing, keep coaching, and you yep. know, man, because I know, I know in my heart, like it's gonna, you know, we gonna get it to where it has to be. Most definitely, yep. man. Most def. So obviously, you graduate, man. You get done playing at uh, SC Louisiana, and then um, mm-hmm. you had like a year or two in between that time before you got into mm-hmm. coaching, right? So, what, yep. what what was you doing kind of during that time? Was you was you planning on going pro? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what, kind of talk to us well, about that. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, man, when I got done playing, like, just like anybody, man, I, I wanted to play. Right. Um, and so, man, I'm back in Atlanta. I'm working out all summer, man. This is no joke, man. Maybe like a month, a month or so before I was supposed to leave, I was supposed to go to Cyprus, Greece, right? And a month or so before I was supposed to leave, man, I'm working out, um, and I slip on, like, some sweat or something, man, and I, I, I sprain my, my MCL, like, really, really bad. Like, I might as well have torn it. Mm. And, uh I couldn't go, right? Like, I couldn't leave. Like, it wasn't going to be, you know, it wasn't going to be ready in time or something like that is what they were saying. So, right. you know, my agent, whoever I had at the time, like, he's like, yeah, man, like, we got to We got to kind of, you know, tell the team and the team when that happened, they go sign another guy. And by the time it was time to go, and them jobs over there back then, you know, and probably still today, they were drying up quick. Right. You know, so uh, luckily for me, man, uh, they were, tr- it was like before the G League had started, man, somebody started, tried to start the ABA back up, you know, so um, that first year out, man, I went and played uh, in the ABA I was in. I played for a team in Chicago, but the only thing with those teams were, was like, man, it, 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 they weren't like, like some of them were funded, some of them wasn't. We just happened to be on one that wasn't in Chicago, and we had a good right. team, man. It was like me, Brandon, 
Me, Brandon Dean that played at Arkansas, Brandon Mason played at New Mexico State. There were some other dudes on that team. And, uh, I think we may have played two games, man, and the team folded. <laughs> like the, mm. the dude, man, the, the guy who was the GM, man, they, they put us up in some apartments. Man, we played, we played two games, so it was over a, a span of three weeks or something like that. And Bob Donawald, who was on the staff down at Texas Tech, um, was our coach. And, um, man, the dude called us on like a – we were supposed to get paid on a Friday. They said they was going to come bring it to us. They didn't. Uh, <laughs> and on Saturday, on, on Saturday morning, man, i never forget, man, dude, the, the guy, the GM, calls us, and he's like, yo – Y'all got to be out them apartments by Monday and hung up. Like, that was it. It wasn't nothing else. Like, like no, we ain't talking about no check, no nothing. No so, nothing. Man, you know, I packed. Yeah, man. So I packed I pack my uh, I pack my, my, my clothes up and everything, put it in my car, man. And, you know, it's funny, man. My dad, uh, you and I were talking about this before, man. My, you know, my dad just recently passed away. But yeah. it, he, for whatever reason, man, he was in Chicago uh, that that weekend. I mean, he ended up, man, driving back to Atlanta with me, man. It was like a ten hour drive, man. One of the, you know, it was one of my my best memories, you know, with my dad, man, because it was, uh, you know, we just had a chance to talk, you know, like and now, like as men, right? Like I, like even though I'm his son, like I'm twenty, I think I was twenty four at the time, and we had a chance to talk as men, right. you know. So it's one of my favorite memories. But uh, when I when I got back. Uh, Man, like I, I didn't have nothing, so I, I actually went to work. Man, my brother had a, uh, a real estate company. Man, I started flipping houses. Uh, Deontay, like, man, I'm I'm driving around uh, Decatur all day, man, looking for you know, or I should say, in the morning, I'm looking in the in the in the newspaper on this website for foreclosures. Mm -hmm. uh, then getting in the car, driving around to see the houses, see the property, you know, see if we was something we could work with, and then if it was, you know, boom you know, get, get the project manager, the guy who was ahead of the construction company involved. And man, we can do that. So right, I did that man right, for maybe like right. two months and it was, and you know what? And it was beneficial, right? Because I, I remember leaving, leaving work every day and, and it was fun to find the houses and flip them and you see them when it's done. But I said, and I told myself, I was like, man, I don't never want to sit behind no desk or sit in a car, you know, or, you know, I don't want to do that, man. It, like right. it, it just didn't have a purpose for me, you know? And then around the same time, uh, Sharif is in the airport going back uh, after All-Star break, and he runs into this guy who he and his wife had started. It was like the Atlanta Atlanta Vision or something like that. It was the ABA team. Right, right, And uh, right. the guy, you know, came and spoke to my brother, and, and Sharif was like, yeah, man, you know, I got a brother that playing. He's just here in Atlanta, you know, man. He Like, he was on the team in Chicago. They folded, boom, boom, boom. Man, dude called me, and they signed me to a contract. So I ended up playing the rest of the season out with them, and it was fun, man. It was just fun to play with you know, guys from the city that I played with before and, yeah. you know, just in pickup and stuff like that. And um, and then after that, you know, uh, most people think I was just a GA at Murray State. But, like, I got done doing that. I was like, man, I'm not doing that no more. I was like, man, I want to get my – you know, I thought, you know, basketball was over with, to be truthful with playing-wise. Like, man, I want to get my degree. I want to get my master's degree. So, Coach Kennedy was still at – southeastern at the time and i had called him told him what i wanted to do and he was like well look man next year you come down here and be a ga for us right cool well they make it to the tournament and most like most coaches man you you have success you make it to the tournament and you get a better job right mm -hmm. um well you know he, he i think you know he he was up for like maybe two lane that year and something happened where he didn't get it and uh and uh he ended up leaving southeastern as a head coach to go to miami as an assistant right, right? 
Right. So now I'm like, dang, man, what do I do? Well, Roman Banks was on the staff with Jim Yarbrough, who had got the job, and Banks had told Yarbrough, like, hey, you know, Amir played here. He was going to come down here and do this, man. It'd be good to, you know, kind of keep him, you know, do, you know, honor it. And, and he did. And I went down there and it was a GA for one year. And it was cool. But, you know, man, I was like, man, I'm going to go play again. <laughs> so <he was> like, <laughs> you know, so right. I thought, I thought I had never got out of shape, but I was like, man, I'm going to go make another run at this, man. Like, right. you know, I want to go do some camps overseas and see if somebody can pick me up. And then, um, Man, Coach Kennedy gets the job at uh Murray at Murray State, State. Yep. and um and and it's like, look, man, you know, I know you say you want to go play, but like if you want to do this, man, I, I if you want to still get your masters, man, I'd love for you to come over, and uh, I'd love for you to come over, come up and be a GA with us. And I don't know what it was, man. I was just like, all right, bet, man, let's do it. And you know, that's that kicked off my coaching career. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, like that. Man, your path, man, already, you know, your story, man, got a, got a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of value to it, man. A lot of, a lot of gems in sure. there. A lot of gems in there. So, For sure. so, man, so obviously you had already did a year being a GA at SC Louisiana and then mm-hmm. you go and do your last mm-hmm. year as a GA at Murray State. But in your time, yep. you get promoted to full-time, you know, assistant. Um, mm-hmm. and then, but shoot, even while you there, man, y'all, I mean, y'all had it going there as well. I mean, two OVC championships, yep. you know, over a hundred wins. Um, you know, obviously yep. I had a whole bunch of talent. I know I was a freshman mm-hmm. at Moorhead State, y'all final year at Murray State. Yep. Um, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah, y'all had Isaiah Cannon, uh, more, Ivan Asker, man, y'all, yeah, the lead, the lead yeah. back then was going crazy. Um, <laughs> y'all boys was a monster. I well, that was man. a war every time we came to see y'all. Man, every shoot. time, yeah, no, nah, man. I, I tell you this: how crazy it is, man. It's it's crazy how how people get their start in this business. So, like, when guys ask me, like, man, what do you think I should do? And again, I go back to just relationships. Now, I wouldn't be where I am today without my relationship with Billy, with Billy Kennedy, right? And that and him right. giving me an opportunity, not only as a player but as a coach, right? Right. But. uh the thing that was ended up being really great about it was this, man. So when I get done being a GA there, okay, um, and I've said this before to some people, but I wasn't like I didn't get hired right away. I had actually came back to Georgia and was going to be uh, like a para, a para, uh, I think it's a para pro at at Wheeler, and I was going, you know, teach, you know, help teach some classes and some PE classes, and I was going be an assistant for the varsity team and the, and the JV coach or a freshman coach um, at Wheeler. Okay. Well, Jamal Walker, Jamal Walker, who uh, is now at Grand Canyon as an assistant um, and spent some time at Illinois as well, he leaves to go to uh, Ohio University with John Gross. And um, I'm sitting, I think we were in the U.S. Virgin Islands where my, uh, my little brother was getting married. And I get a call from Coach Kennedy and he's like, hey, uh, if you know how, if you ever heard Coach Kennedy talk, man, he sound he's, you know, he's a smooth dude, man. You know? Right. But he's like, hey, uh, you know, man, uh, hey, Jamal left to, to to go to Ohio, you know, man. If you want this job, man, it's yours. You know, I know you're back in Atlanta, and how much you love Atlanta, but if you want this job, it's yours. And I'm like, yeah, I want the job, man. What you talking about? Right. 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 So you know, now I got I got to call Coach Lipscomb at Wheeler, like, hey, man, Coach Kennedy, man, you know. He, offered me this job I'm gonna take it and coach was like yeah man you'd be stupid not to you know go you know and so uh but like what I did that summer is like I didn't want to go up there you know right away um you know because I, I knew recruiting was such a big part of mm-hmm. 
was such a big part of the job, you know, and I hadn't done that part of it. Right. I just kind of was like, hey, coach, man, look, you know, man, I got this. You know, I told Coach Lipscomb that I would continue to do this or I was going to do this throughout the summer. And I've been working these kids out every day. And I just want to honor, you know, what he, you know, what I told him. And coach was great. He was like, yeah, man, no problem. Um, so on and so forth. And um, uh, Desmond Eastman, who's the, the one of the uh, dire- uh, founders and directors of Game Elite, he said, well, yeah, man, like, while you here, what you need to do, too, is, is like, man, you just need to, you know, get in the car and drive around, man, and, and meet people and, and go see kids. Like, you know, if you're going if you're gonna take the job, and, and, and that's ultimately, like, man, what I did was, like, man, I just, you know, I continued to work those kids out and honor, you know, what I said. And, you know, man, I would go to Pete State, you know, back when Pete State was rocking and rolling, um, with, when Damien had that thing moving, you know, yeah. different other, uh, you know, and other, other, um, of tournaments and whatever it was in, in you know in the southeast and i did that man like all that summer and then in august you know coach stayed true to his word you know like i ain't gonna lie i thought you know you you know man i'm like man i ain't up there i wonder if uh i wonder if he gonna you know keep the job for me and he right. did man and so i went up there and you know man in those three years with a lot and i say this too man you know a lot of people don't realize the job Billy Kennedy did at Murray State. You know, if you look at the history of Murray State, and this is not no knock on any of these coaches, right? Right. Every coach that has taken over at Murray State, man, they've taken over teams in a program that were already built, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, you go by, far as far back as Mark Godfrey. You know, Tavesta Anderson left him a whip, right? Like, right. I'm talking about a whip. Like, yeah, I mean, he had dudes, right? And, you know, Mick Cronin inherits – Mark Godfrey's crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Mick left to take Cincinnati, you know, they had, I think it was like seven seniors that were graduating. It was like a couple of the young, we had, it was a kid that left, Justin Orr left and went to Ohio. Uh, another kid, uh, I can't remember his name, but he ended up getting in some trouble and they, like, not even Coach Kennedy. Coach Kennedy wanted to keep him. The school was like, no, nah, you got to go. Um, so, man, we, we my first year as a GA, man, them dudes, Steve Prome, Dusty May, who's now the think about this, Dusty May, who's now the head coach at FAU, Chad Dollar, who's the top assistant at Georgia, right? Or right. Steve Prome, that was the staff. Man, these dudes go out and sign 11 people, 11 guys, 11 or 12 guys. Yeah. And so we had to build it back up, right, man? Like our first year, man, we won six, I think we were 16 and 15. And, and all we were trying to do was get to 16 games because, you know, Murray at the time, man, I, I don't know if it's still a streak, but, man, they had like something crazy. It was like a, a 35 or 36 straight years of, of winning seasons. It was like Murray State, North Carolina, Gonzaga, maybe Kentucky. It was like one more. They were in a class. It was crazy. It was yeah. a crazy class that they were in. Facts. Right? And uh, But people don't realize, man, Coach had to build that thing back up to, you know, now in the OVC, like when, you, when you're there as a freshman, man, shoot, like uh, – we had to fight and claw to get back to that. You know, man, we took some beatings from, from Austin P, you know, to get back to that level. So right. when it was now, when it was our turn to get to that level, like we knew what we had been through. Those kids that know that knew what we were been through had been through. And it was it what the funniest part was, think about this, and you you'll relate to this because you were there. You know, I remember when Kenneth Faree got to Moorhead State and I never forget seeing him Man, he, he he had a he had one of the best tip dunks I think I've ever seen in my life off of a free throw line off the free throw line. <laughs> uh, spent off a dude, he spent off one of our kids, and and the ball just bounced the right way, man. And he dunks this thing like going out of bounds. And I never forget. I leaned over to Steve Prong, and I said, "Man, that kid is going to be a problem for us in the next you know 
three years or whatever right, it was. Right. And he was. It, he was, man. And um, and those, you know, those games we had with you guys at Moorhead, man, those were wars. Like those, I mean, man. We were, man, we 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 man. didn't sleep, man, trying to trying to trying to game plan for how we were gonna stop him. And uh, I can't remember the the, the six six guard, man, Demonte good, Harper. Man. He was really good. Woo, that joker was bad. That yeah. was a bad boy right there, man. Man, you what? know, and so. Uh, but yeah, man, like to get it to where we got it, man, it was, you know, we were talented, but man, we, we took our lumps to get there now. Right. You know, we took right. our lumps to get there for sure, man. And it was a, man, it was, it was fun, you know, we, to be able to coach kids like Isaiah Cannon, Ivan Asker, Isaac Miles, BJ Jenkins, you know, man, we had like them dudes, like everybody remembers Isaiah. I, I, Isaiah don't kill me for telling this story, but man, you know, Isaiah was far, by far our most talented player. Right. Right. But like as a freshman, Man, he used to get his butt kicked every day by Isaac Miles and B.J. Jenkins for about the about the first semester. Like they they destroyed him, right? right? I'm talking about like because they were because they were older guys. They you know both those kids that transferred yep. and uh, Isaac Isaac Miles from from Creighton and B.J. Jenkins from Liberty. And so man, they beat up on him. And I truly believe you know they they made they helped make Isaiah who he was. You know uh, because I mean it was days Isaiah. I'm talking about would be pissed now like because you know these dudes like he like man y'all just letting them beat up on me and it wasn't about letting them beat up on them they were physically defensively you know and right man them dudes were good so man we had a good crew like hard working just blue collar hungry dudes like you know and that was that was how it was man that's how it was and that's how it was built you know that was coach kennedy's that was what he hung his hat on right no, for sure, and and, yep. and shoot, even in that time, I think Sanford was in the league when y'all first got. Um, yep. When y'all first yep. was there too yep. for the first couple of years, and then yep. obviously they ended up going to the SoCon. But like you said, man, yep. there was some wars. I I never forget, man, the blackout game we had against y'all at home. Uh, we Ooh. had some, yeah, that game. Obviously, man, any any time yep. we played, so. Nah, it, it, we yep, definitely went yep. to it. All I'm going to say, coaches, I'm just glad no I was doubt. able to make your job a little easier when it came to scouting because I know I wasn't on that scouting. <laughs> <laughs> so. hey, hey, but look, though, man, look, man, I'm, but look you're going to laugh and I say this, man. I'm going I'm to go find – I got it somewhere. It's probably in some boxes packed up somewhere. But, man, I'm telling you, we would scout all y'all. Like, it wasn't, like we wasn't going to leave nobody off the scouting report because we had made the mistake when Kenneth was a freshman – of leaving him off the scouting report, like he wasn't playing as much, right? Right. Like at the time, like when, like when we, like because I think back then, you know, you would uh, like they they would do like two OVC games, like early in the like early in the uh, early in December. So you play two early games, mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't, then you play it, then you start playing the rest of them like end of December, early January. Yep. And yep. man, we ain't had that joke, man. We we would scout, we would scout everybody, man. Like no joke, like <laughs> man, we scout the manager if we had to, man. We didn't leave nobody else off, you know. Uh, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I feel you, man, that. Crazy. <laughs> yep. So man, so obviously you know have success there, um, and then Bill Kennedy yeah. leaves to return to Texas A and M. Because uh, he was obviously mm-hmm. there early '90s, um, and he, he gets the head yep. coaching job at A and M, but you don't go with him. Uh, you end up heading back right. home to Georgia Tech for a year before going yep. to College of Charleston with uh, Doug Wojcik, yep. um, and yep. then obviously yep. you was over there for three yep. years, and, and before you end up relinking mm-hmm. back up with Coach Kennedy. So, uh, kind of yep. talk about yep. man, like your experience at GT. Um and and yep. how it was because was it kind of like a position where you're a dobo where you you can work the guys out but you can't get on the floor, 
that type of situation. No, like, um, I, nah, like I tell you this, man. Um, and again, I just share it just, you know, to help, hopefully to help again, man. I, I would always say this, man, like, and this is how I think about it now. I don't have any regrets about my past because my past is, again, made me who I am. It's helped me become who I am. Right. Um, but I, I tell every, every assistant, young assistant or whoever it may be that wants to listen, man, you know, put a, a unbelievable premium on winning, you know, and on, uh, you know, development of yourself and things like that. Because when I, you know, when I left Murray, when I look back on it, I left Murray for the wrong reason, right? Like, um, you know, man, I, I was probably a little bit tired of living in Murray, Kentucky. But, you know, I, I, I wanted, you know, like I wanted, I felt like we, we, we should have more, man. We had won the league twice, you know, and and and, and I didn't understand how the, the business worked as far as, you know, your head coach getting another job because, Man, if I could, I shouldn't say if I could do it all over again because, again, I, I love the way my, my career has turned out. But I would have loved to have been with Coach Kennedy in some capacity when he first got to Texas A&M to continue helping him, right? right. But when I left Georgia, when I left Murray to go to Georgia Tech, it was for a player development spot. And back then, like, that was – like, that's a, a non – you know, no, not being on the court, not being on the road right. <laughs> you know, at all. And right. so, man, I go from, you know, in my whole career, and it was kind of like a redshirt year, to be honest with you, Tay. Like, when I think about it, it was like, because I go from being on the court my whole career as a GA, I was on the court, as an assistant, I was on the court, to now, like, man, like, I was, I, I couldn't be on the court, I couldn't be on the road. Um, man, I was I was rolling a, a whiteboard from the, our locker room to our practice our practice gym every day uh, to, to keep the stats and things like that. Um, that practice and it like that was humbling it, but it made me realize what I wanted. Right. Like I knew, like I was like, I know what I want now. Like I know I want to be on the court. I know I want to be on the road recruiting. I'll never, you know, I don't ever want to take a step back from doing that. But just like my, my red shirt year at garden city, you know, man, it, like I probably the first week or so, man, to do it with coach uh, Jeremy Cox, who's now an assistant at Stephen F. Austin for Kyle Keller, who I worked with at, at, at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first week as when I was red shirted, I probably, you know, man, I, I probably hugged my head too much. And that second week, again, being able to call my brother and my brother saying, well, like, man, you know, and this is something my dad always taught us. It ain't about what happened. It's about how you respond. And my, I remember my brother saying, hey, man, what you going to do? You know, and man, I got to work that second week. And, you know, I started like it. I never looked back. And uh, when I got to Georgia Tech, man, I had a never forget. I got to a point where it's like, man, I couldn't be on the court. And I, it hit me. Yeah. And, Man, it just made me think back. Like, all right, man, well, what you gonna do? How you gonna make yourself better? And what I did was, you know, what I what I what I thought was best was, man, all right, man, I'm a, I'm gonna spend as much time with these guys as I can, right, uh, in their dorms and just get to know them and try to help them. Right. Uh, but the other thing I did was, man, uh, Chad Dollar and I worked together at, you know, man, three times at Murray State for a year, at Georgia Tech for a year, and then at Georgia for a year. But you know, I was just trying to help Chad be successful and help help BG be successful and with uh. What ended up, what I ended up doing was, man, I wanted to know every young kid in our state, right? Like ninth, tenth grade, I wanted to know every single one of them, like from, you know, from as far north as Dalton to as far south as uh, Albany, whatever it was, and I wanted to get all of them up to campus, you know. So what I would do was, was why Chad may have been working on, I think that was what 2000, and I got there 2011, 2012, yeah. So 2011, you know, I think Todrick Jackson was maybe a, a, a sophomore or something like that. And Eric Holland, who's at Rome now, they were down. He was still at Tiff County. And, okay. um, 
man, I, I just, you know, Eric, you know, whether it was Todrick Jackson, uh, Quentin Stevens, you know, just whoever it was, man, we was trying to get them dudes to campus, right? right. And that's that's what I did. So high school coaches, AAU coaches, man, I would I would constantly be on the phone with them. You know, back then, you know, you could like you could bring people to campus and you could have lunch with them on campus. Now you think about being at Georgia Tech, you in Midtown campus was considered campus um it was before the mile radius rule right but what was considered campus at georgia tech man we had a raised pizza a waffle house man we had some everything so right, i could call right. this I could, I could call them dudes like hey man hey we working out today at uh three man once y'all come down man let's grab some lunch at one you know and so we just worked these relationships and uh it, it, you know it ended up you know turning out for the best and i and to be truthful with you when i left georgia tech and i went to the college of charleston um like being able to get Terrence O'Donohue from Norcross was really, it was a product of, you know, my spending that time with, you know, just calling Jesse McMillan and saying, Hey coach, man, you know, we got, you know, cause I think at the time, man, they had like Jeremy Lamb and yeah, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. They had another Tariq Muhammad. They had some dudes over there, you know, so I was just calling always, you know, ask questions, keep in touch with them just so I could go back to chat and be like, Hey dollar, man, this is, you know, like, hey, call such and such, or, you know, or just I might go to chat and say, hey, what you need me to do? Whatever it was that helped, right? Mm-hmm. But I get Terrence O'Donoghue because of that relationship. I get I get the kid Nick Harris out of St. Pius uh, with, uh, I can't think of Aaron's last name right now, but um, because of that, you know, like, man, I, I would send uh, Billy Schmidt, who was an assistant, I'd be like, hey, Billy, man, it's a young kid over here at St. Pius, man a big kid, just go put your eyes on him. You know, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to pan out or not. You know, and he was good. He ended up being a good player. Uh, so, man, I ended up, you know, being able to recruit those kids and have even stronger relationships with those coaches because of that year at Georgia Tech. So, when yeah. I look back on it, I don't regret it. I don't regret it, right, uh, right. because I was able to, to, to spend that time building, you know, these relationships that – really have lasted me over the over the course of, of my career because without, you know, these AAU coaches and high school coaches, man, you know, in the respective places that I've been, man, we, we don't have the success we have, you know, or I don't have the success I have right. as an assistant or that I'm going to have as a head coach. Yeah. No, for sure, man. And, yeah, for sure. And obviously, mm-hmm. you, and obviously you was near the crib, um, you know, for that year. So it was good, obviously, for you yep. being close to the home for that year, obviously being yep. able to build those relationships and – and really kind of gave you a step forward with, with, you know, just continuing to build your, your relationships with those yep. coaches in the area from where you were. Right. So. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so. And it was, like I said, it paid, it paid dividends, man, at the College of Charleston, man. We, um you know, we were able to get, I, I think, man, three of the better kids. Like, in my two years there, three of the better kids out of the state at the time, man. We were, able, like I said, we were able to get Terrence O'Donoghue. Uh, Nick Harris, and then we got a kid named Cameron Johnson out of uh, out of um, out of Athens. You know, who was a, a two sport athlete, but just big time physical. You know, big time physical. You know, athletic football player. You know, and basketball player. And like I, like when you look back on you know Earl Grant, who, who's done a great job at the College of Charleston, unbelievable job. You know, those those three kids played an integral part in him building it up to where it is today. And again, Earl did the work, right? But right. like just to be able to put this part, man, we did a good job. You know, I did a good job recruiting, you know, and putting some guys in there that, that could help. And um, you know, even in, and then going to Charleston, what, what it allowed me to do was even branch out even more recruiting wise, because I was able to, you know, start recruiting Florida and you know, signed a kid named Joe Cheeley, um, 
who who's now with the Charlotte Hornets on a two way contract. And I mean, it was it, it's just play. It's just you know over the time you know like Willie Willie with two six and you know Reggie Tucker and them dudes, man. Like it, it, this business gives you a chance to really fellowship, you know, and spend time with people that you know maybe you probably don't spend time with and build relationships with people you probably don't. You, you may never meet these people, you know, but right. they, it, this business gives you that opportunity, you know, if you if you look at it that way. This is, you know, for me, man, this is bigger than basketball. Like we've been able to build some 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 lifelong relationships with, with these with, with, with certain people, and you know, that's the only way I would run it. No, most definitely, man, and and it's worked out, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um. So let me man, let me ask you this. So do you feel? But those three years, obviously that one year at G Tech, and then being at College of Charleston for two, um, being able to branch out and learn from other coaches. Um, how do you think that elevated mm-hmm. you as a coach? Because obviously you had been with Bill Kennedy from being a player. Yep. You know, obviously your first mm-hmm. gig as a coach, and then obviously those three mm-hmm. years you, you're under, you're learning from other coaches. Um, how, how do you mm-hmm. think that? How do you feel that elevated you before linking back up with Kennedy? No, nah, man, it was uh, – I'll say this, man. Um, you know, like, man, I, I think, man, my time, my two years, my year with Brian Gregory at Georgia Tech was unbelievable, like, from a development standpoint because it's like you just said, like, when you only know what you know, it's all you know, right? <laughs> and right. you think that's the way it's supposed to be done. And, and again, we had, we had success with it. But I think watching the the, the – organization and the preparation for games that Brian Gregory brought from, you know, when he was at Dayton, but when he came from Michigan state, it was like, man, it was a whole, it was a, a whole nother level of, of, of scouting your opponent, right. And preparing, you know, defensively, like it was a whole nother level. My two years with the Bulldog and, you know, man, I'll be truthful. Like this, you know, Billy Kennedy's had the biggest impact on me as a man, as a person. Um, Doug Wojcik, I think probably had has had the biggest impact on me as a coach. And the reason why I say that is, man, that dude, he coached us. Like, as coaches, he coached us, right? Right. And so, you like, man, you know, in my time at Murray State, man, you know, when we got to practice, you know, our job was to, you know, we coached and, you know, things like that. But, like, you know, Coach Kennedy was, you know, he was putting the plays in. He was, um, you know, you scout and tell them like, "Hey, man, this is what they're gonna run." But he was saying, "This is what we're doing defensively." Man, with Doug Wojcik, like, man, I had to basically, you know, when it was my scout, like, man, I was running the first forty-five minutes of practice. Like, right. I'm playing in the first forty-five minutes. I'm running the first forty-five minutes, and I done sat in here and went over what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. Um, but like, it was it, like you bet. Like you talk about learning how to have command. As a coach, like, I, that's him, right? You talk about uh, organization preparation, that's him and Brian Gregory, you know? And yeah. so, man, like, those two, those three years away from Coach Kennedy were huge for me because, in a sense, like, I had to go I had to go through that in order to, when I got back to Coach Kennedy, to be prepared to be a high, a, a power five assistant, right? right? Like, I needed to go through those things. And they were uncomfortable at times at Charleston, like, really uncomfortable, man, and, it was it was so much um, it was things I didn't know I I never had anybody hold me accountable as a coach right like as a player yeah but like now like as a coach you're a grown man right and and somebody telling you hey man you need to be better or you need to do this or you need to do that you know like man that ain't an easy thing to take now like you know what I'm saying <laughs> like right. it's an easy thing to take but 
But this goes back again. I'm going to loop Sharif back in with this, right? Man, I watched this dude be a pro, right? I watched this dude play for, man, I think he may have played for eight, nine different head coaches, right? And so I, I'm like, man, what was your relationship like with these dudes? What did they, you know, and he was just like, no, look, man, it ain't about them. It's about how you respond. It's about, it's about how you approach the game. And he can't put no more pressure on you or hold you more accountable than you hold yourself if you on top of it, right? right? So listen to what he like. Listen to what he's trying to teach you, right? And the truth of it is, is like you know, man, I might be in a my, when I first got to Charleston, my voice may have sounded like this conversation, you know. And and the dude he say, man, you gotta have more command. And I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, to be honest with you, right. you know. And and when I when I finally took a step back and, and, and humbled myself enough to say, all right, man, tell me what you're saying. Like talk to like don't just you know yell and say this this and this like tell me what i need to be doing and then he did and, and, and from there like you couldn't tell me like i wasn't gonna be no head coach after that. like i was right. like i was locked in and i understood what command was and how to how to get guys to push things to another level and get them in my way so it, it was imperative like for me it was it was those two years those three years were, were unbelievably important for my development so when I finally linked back up with Coach Kennedy at A and um, I, I thought it was interesting because again, you know, I'm gonna be prepared. You know, so now when I go into a meeting or a scouting meeting or whatever it is with coach or even recruiting, right? Like y'all was big for me recruiting wise because, you know, at Murray that wasn't really my role. My role was individual it was player development and um, you know, to make sure our campus stuff on campus was good. But right. at, at College of Charleston, you know, I was the associate head coach, and he looked at me like, hey, all right, who are we going to see? What are we doing recruit-wise? Where am I going? Where are we going? You know, what is he doing? And so I had to be organized. I had to be on top of it. We had to have, you know, we, we weren't recruiting for our league, right? Like, he wanted better players. So when I got to Texas A&M, it was like, well, man, I've been trying to recruit these high-major dudes anyway, right? So, right. like, I, I know what it looks like. I know, I know what's important. So now when Coach is saying, hey, you know, what you think about this guy, I can say, man, coach, you know what, he's talented, you know, but instead of being a recruiter, now I've learned how to evaluate. Right. I could bring a dude to Doug Wozik. I bring a talented dude to Doug Wozik, man, and, and he, he'd be like, man, I ain't recruiting that dude. And I'm like, man, he looked at his transcript. Well, man, not yet. Well, man, look at his transcript. Or, man, like, have you ever heard how he talked to his coach or, or, or his body language? Or, now instead of recruiting, I'm evaluating, right? So when I was Coach Kennedy, like, I already know what he likes. I already know what he wants. But now I can, I can say, hey, man, like, Coach, I don't think that dude for you, man. Like, trust me, man, he, I don't think he about what you about, right? So now we're, you know, like, I'm prepared for that. Scouting-wise, I can say, Coach, look, man, I know this is how we normally do like, how you've done it and how we normally do it. But, man, Coach, we need to look at this. Like, I think this could be really good versus this set or versus this action or versus this team, you know, to be able to take them out. And, and so, it, like, I was confident enough now right, to say right. those things because I was going to put in my time, you know, when like, I was going to watch five or six games. I was going to, you know, organize my, my weeks out good enough. If I do, all right, man, I got I got this, you know, I got a Kentucky, I got Kentucky scout two weeks from now, um, and I got, you know, I might have Vandy before that. All right, man, I'm going to hit this Vandy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a few days. I'm going to go recruiting. But when I come back, you know, even while I'm on the road recruiting, man, I'm going to I'm gonna start watching Kentucky, right? So I right. Get, I would get me five, six, seven games in sometimes, depending on who we were playing, just to make sure you know put us in the best best position to win. Now we had really good players too, you know. So yeah, you know facts. that was a big part of it. But 
Um, but I think those three years gave me the confidence to go back to coach and say, hey, this is what I, I think is best instead of just saying, all right, man, this is what they're running, what you want to do. Right. You know, so that that's what those three years did for me, no question about it. Man, that's love. That's love right there. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you head back, like like we said, you head back to Texas A&M with Coach Kennedy. And, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. that was that was where, you know, kind of Coach Kennedy's career, he decided he was going to retire over there. Um at A and L, but mm-hmm. but you know, in that time mm-hmm. you're there with them, with him. Um, y'all y'all make two NCAA appearances. You know, both both Sweet Sixteen runs, um, mm-hmm. and then you end up mm-hmm. heading to you know uh, UGA with Coach uh, with Tom yep. Crean, and then you know yep. you're there for a year, and then you, you know you get your first shot as being the head coach over there at Kennesaw State. Um, Yep. So, kind of talk about you know your first year as a head coach at Kennesaw. Um, you know, it obviously wasn't record wise what you know you you would want, but uh, what are some things that you learned? You know, going through that process as being a first year head coach, um, and just trying to figure it out, man. You know, especially on the go right. while the season's going on, mm-hmm. and and you know, you, yep. you know, you're you're building the culture, you know, or I should say, you're building your identity first. Um, for mm-hmm. what you want, mm-hmm. you know, your program to look like as you're building your culture, mm-hmm. um, and, but you know, you're yeah. not seeing the results yet. So, how 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 hard yeah. was it, and was it for you? And what are some things you learned, you know, in your first year? Right. Well, I, I say this before I get into that. I would say this, like you know, we 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 always, I think, as we continue to you know grow and get older in this business, we always feel like we're ready to be a head coach, right? And so, you know, I remember leaving Georgia Tech, going to Charleston. Right? And I'm like, man, I could do that. you know. And I, but I remember leaving Charleston, going to A&M, like, man, I'm ready. But then I get to A&M, right, and, and the guys that I work with, you know, uh, Kyle Keller, Mitch Cole, Rick Sandberry, you know, like you spend time around these guys and you pick up different things and you're like, all right, man, I didn't know that, right? But right. then, you know, I leave A&M and I go, I go to, you know, uh, like I tell you this, like even even at A and M, and I work with a guy, uh, a guy named Eric Malady, right? Who in my like of all these guys that I worked with in the past, I just think he's the best guy, like overall, like that I worked with from how he goes recruiting, you know, from how he approaches recruiting to you know the guys that he's worked for, you know, in Larry Brown, um, uh, and and now at Texas Tech with Chris Beard. I'm trying to remember the guy he worked for at Houston. Um, I can't think of it. Uh, I think James. I think it was James Dickey. Yeah, and, and even a uh, guy, Danny Casper, who's at Texas State now, you work for him at Stephen F. Austin. And, like, working with these guys, you pick up different things that you kind of put in your bag. So when you do get your opportunity, right. Right, it's like, all right, man, like I've seen, I've seen this before. I remember him talking about this. This might be something I want to add. This might be something I don't want to do, right? And so uh, it was kind of the same thing when I went to Georgia, man. Like, you know, I'm thinking, like, all right, like I, I, I kind of got it all. But, man, I, I told somebody this a, a couple of weeks ago, man, Working for Tom Cream for one year, man, it was like getting a PhD in a year, right? In basketball, like it was unbelievable, right? Like just his approach, like like it's different. Like of all the guys I worked with, his approach is different. Like it's you know how he looks at each guy's individual development, how much tape he watches, the things that he's like looking for, like watching film, right? Like man, when I used to watch film tape, like I'm always watching the ball, right? So right. now as I'm sitting there watching film now. I'm trying to I'm now I'm starting to work on looking at everything. Right. Now I'm starting to work on watching, you know, every you know, things other than the ball, right? And I it's a way to I've gotten better now, right, as a coach. Like I got better, right? So 
working for him helped prepare me for last year. Like, even, like, we had struggles at Georgia, man. You know what I mean? Like, we started out conference. Hell, man, we got beat, I think, almost 50 at Tennessee, right? right but right. to watch to watch his response, right? I'm, I'm thinking, man, hey, man, practice is about to be a war, right, on Monday. And it was, it was tough now, but it was, he was teaching. He was coaching. He was developing. He wasn't, he was mad, but he wasn't, like, in there just making it miserable for everybody, right? Right. And the best thing about him was, is like, man, you can go in his office, like, hey, coach, man, I got a question for you. Hey, what's up? Right? Hey, man, like, you know, man, I was expecting this, you know, but you did this, and he's like, man, look at me, like, like, what, like, we gonna waste a day going in there pissing them off? Like, man, they already pissed. They got beat fifty on national television, right? Like, <laughs> right. what are we gonna do? Go in there and make them, make them even like, like, man, no, like, you can't be emotional in this, like, as a head coach. Like, man, you gotta, you gotta look at the tape. You gotta try to figure out how you get your team better. Right, mm-hmm. man. So to get into what you asked about my first year as a head coach, um, I knew last summer, Tay, that we would have a hard. Season. Now I wouldn't say I knew we were gonna win one game. I wouldn't say that, right? Like I was like, thinking, like, man, we'll we'll get more than one. But I wasn't gonna be ten. Like I knew that, right? right Just right. because of I, I like, and, and this is not a knock to the staff that was here before us, but it was more so the 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 culture and the things that we inherited, okay? Um, I thought I thought when we took over, man, it, like our kids had a very optional mindset, right? right. Um, for them, like this is not like, like weights, okay, were optional for them. Like you could do it or you could not do it. It, was, it wasn't going to be no issue, okay? Um, how they uh, uh, study hall, right, was optional for them. For them, I'll never forget my first year, my first, first workout, Okay, I sent out a text at like noon, like, hey, fellas, we're going to get together tonight at six and have a team workout. And I had a kid text me back, hey, coach, man, is this mandatory? So I kept the guy on staff named Trey Murrow who went, who went to uh, Tennessee. He was the operations guy for uh, the last staff, and he's the, the player development guy for us, and he's doing a great job. He's growing. And uh, I, I walked into Trey's office, and I said, hey, man, why would, he re- why would he respond and ask that question? Like, why would he do that? Hey man, dudes just like man, coach in the springtime, man. If they if they didn't want to do workouts, they didn't have to. So, like I knew right then, like all right, man, like don't worry about X's and O's. Like that ain't that's not like we we've got to build habits and, right. and uh, 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 identity right to get that culture that we need to move forward right before yep. we can ever win a basketball game. That's Billy Kennedy, right? Like I told you when we got to when we got to Murray. Man, we would be, you know, you walk in Murray, you've been there before. It's banners after banner after banner. And I remember one day, I can't remember if it was myself or Steve Prone, and whoever it was, they said, man, like, hey, this, this program is about champion. It was me, actually. This program is about championships and blah, 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 blah. And Coach Kennedy grabbed me after practice. He said, hey, man, stop talking to these dudes about championships. They have no clue what that takes. Like, they have no clue, right? Like, they got, we got to teach them this, this, and this before we can ever get to that level, right? So that's the mindset I'm taking. That's that's Billy Kennedy coming out of me, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and so, man, like I knew, like man, we had to teach these kids accountability, responsibility, toughness, you know. And so every day, that's what we work for. And like, man, if you would have saw our workouts in the summer, we wasn't doing nothing crazy, you know. We were doing what was normal, like what I had always come from. And the response we would get from the guys, right, was like, Coach, man, like, you know, is it gonna be like this all the time? 
or this, and I'm just like, man, this is D1 basketball, y'all. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, man, do y'all, you know, and again, like, this is something I take from Tom Crean. He would always say this: don't assume, don't assume they know. Assume right. they like, don't assume they know. Like, you got to approach it this way. And so that's what we that's what we did every day. And so, man, when we got to the seasons, um, you know, man, our approach every day was like, okay, let's get better. I thought it was a few times, hey, like during the year, that I thought we were ready to break through, right? And it was like it was it was uh, but then something would always happen, right? Man, uh, we go play, we go play. Check this out. We the one game we won, we beat Gardner Webb, okay? Yep. And I can't I remember. remember who we played before Gardner Webb. But, like, we were playing better, right? We were playing better before we played Gardner-Webb. Um, and, oh, you know what it was? We go Elon, UNC, Greensboro, okay? And we played well. We played well on the road, both of those games, right? Yep. Just came up short, came up short, okay? So we get back and we play Gardner-Webb. Man, I'm like, man, we about to, you know, we can crack Gardner-Webb. Man, we have to suspend four dudes, right? Right. We had to suspend four dudes. And all it was was, uh, you know, they. I think it, like they they uh, they were late for shoot around, right? Like man, I ain't, I'm not doing that, man. Like I'm not like like time like time is is, is important, right? And I'm not spending my time. Like I was like man, they they we, we we had more running sessions for them being late for tutors and and, and and training room appointments than anything because they didn't respect those people's time. And right. I think that's really important to be able to respect time, man. Like other people's time. That yep. tells that tells me a lot about who you are when you respect other people's time, and so. Uh, but we beat Gardner Webb, man. We had seven dudes that night, right? Yeah. Well, we beat Gardner Webb. Now, <laughs> now it didn't help. The next trip we had, we we were going to play Murray State and Belmont. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I talk about these dudes, <laughs> they a whole other level, right? Like that didn't help. Like that didn't help, right? But even even in those two games, there were there were things that we uh, there were things that we you know things we did well. Okay, and then we come back, and I think after the after the UNCG trip, we lose Armani Harris, who was our uh, freshman, who was our starting four man at the time. He was averaging like eight and eight, right? Mm-hmm. Something crazy, and like he was doing it in like eighteen minutes, like you know, break uh, get some stretch stretch in his foot. We got to shut him down for the year. Um, come like right before Christmas, we play Wofford, play well, right? We come back from Christmas. We come back from Christmas, second conference game of the year, Terrell Burton, who was our starting point guard, who was averaging, I think, 11 and a half, 12 points a game at the time, tears his ACL, right? So we had times, man, where I thought we were ready to turn the corner. It was just things didn't go our way. But I'm going to go back to, you know, man, there's something my dad brought us, up, brought us up on was it ain't what happens, it's how you respond. Right. You know, so it was that plus what, you know, again, we get beat 50 at Tennessee at Georgia. And it was, I can remember, you know, Tom Crean, that next practice, you know, walking in there and getting the work and getting better. So every day we got, came in there, and it was a testament. These, this is where I felt like I knew we were going right, is we had a group of kids when we got there in the summer that, man, if they would have, if we would have never changed their mindsets and, and tried to help them be better workers, they would have quit, right, in, with their effort. The one thing I loved about our team last year was that, even though we only won one game, man, them dudes, they always came in and they practiced hard and they played hard. You know, you go back and watch our, you know, our, our, our last, our second to last game versus Liberty, man, you look at the first half, you would have been like, man, there's no way that team right there won only one game. Right. Right. 
consistency is a big part of right. Consistency is a huge part of you know success and and and, and having having successful habits. Uh, you got to be consistent, and that that was our thing. We our habits weren't consistent, but where I needed you know like I'll just say the things that I learned were you know really really cherish your voice, right? And what I mean by that is is that don't overload them with your voice. Like last year, I didn't do a good enough job of delegating things to my assistant so that our guys heard their voice. So when they did hear my voice, hey, like now they knew like it was, it was like, man, it's an urgency to it. It's, it's like coach ain't, either coach ain't happy or coach, man, you feel good about where we are. They right. heard my voice too much. And we, you know, I lost a couple guys because they heard my voice too much. The other thing, the other thing I learned is, is um, like continue to focus on the things that you can control you know, and not, not get caught up in the, in the minutia of, you know, of a game, you know, like I became too consumed by referees last year, you know, because I, I'm sometimes I'm pissed at myself. Sometimes I'm pissed at my players, but I don't want to take it out on my players. Right. So then I'm <laughs> taking it out on the referee. Right. right? And <laughs> man, I'm, I'm sitting here mad at the referee for a minute and a half. And, you know, man, instead of being down seven, we down 17 because I hadn't coached my team in that minute and a half. So I know going forward, like that's something I'm, you know, I'm critiquing myself on every day. All right, man, stay in the moment, stay in the moment, you know, don't get consumed by this culture team, culture team, you know, and just move forward from there. But other than that, like, man, I like we, we won this year, right? Like, and I truly believe that we won this, this past year because I know going forward, like our identity is, 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 is clear, right? Yeah. Our culture uh, is growing every day. Right. And our toughness is going to be at an all time high uh, at a high level um, mentally. I mean, you know, it's going to be at a high level because now, you know, we we've we've got the program from a, a, a personnel standpoint um, where where I think we can now we can start, you know, putting some things in place. We'll still take we'll still have, you know, some times where we, we got to figure it out because we're young in a sense. But, you know, it's not going to be because of a lack of effort, a lack of toughness or a lack of talent. Right. It'll just be, you know, my inexperience as a head, you know, continue or my, my growth as a head coach. It'll be some things I mess up on. And then they're, they're, they're uh, inexperienced as players, too. But, you know, like I tell my freshmen, like, you know, the one thing, y'all, and I think this is why they came, but you're going to get a chance to play through mistakes. All right. Like, don't, like, if you do something wrong, don't look over at the bench. That'll get you taken out faster than a mistake would. Right. right? So, right. <laughs> you know, now, now it's time to, you know, now it's time to, you know, it's, it's time to grow up and, you know, learn from whatever that mistake was. Nah, man, hey, you hit it on the head with that for sure. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it didn't show on the record, but the fact that, you know, you saw growth, you know, you feel like y'all was able to, yep. you know, really gut that program out and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. get the old habits out and, and you know, kind of settle what you want to establish for that program over there. You know that that's that's sometimes that's more important than than putting you know what the records might show. Um, absolutely, so, absolutely, so, absolutely. So, man, yep. what absolutely. what what advice would you and just kind of end this thing up, man? Don't want to hold mm-hmm. you up for too much longer. Uh, what no, what a, good, what advice would you give young coaches um, who are you know on their way up on the rise? You know, just kind of trying to figure it out. You know. 
uh, first year assistants, GAs, you know, what are some, what are some, what's some advice you can give guys like that as, you know, they, as they continue, you know, to find themselves and, and really, you know, find their craft or what they're good at. Cause obviously every assistant coach isn't great at everything. Um, and you know, they right. always say that, you know, right. what they always say for head coaches, what you lack, you know, in your skill set is what you replace with, uh, what you hire in your assistants. Yeah, um, yeah no doubt. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I'll I tell, tell you this, because uh, this is not mine. Uh, but it's a guy here in Atlanta, man, he's a trainer. Uh, he actually really good high school player. We all actually grew up together. Uh, but it's a guy named Robert Swain. They call him Fuzz, but a guy named Robert Swain. And he has a, he has a, a, pers- a player development pr- uh, company. And, and, but he has this, this slogan, is, um, on, your, on, on your movement, or on, yeah, on, on your moment, on your moment what he says right and, and what it, it makes me think um about young assistants right as they're coming up i think i remember man being a young assistant i used to think man you know like coach kennedy was supposed to you know walk in my office and say, and say hey man all right you need to be doing this 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 and this right and uh and what i learned over the time you know it was things he was giving me without me even knowing it was things he was giving me without even knowing i was getting them you know um but what I would say is, first, as a young assistant, you have to own your development, right? Like, you, you know what you need to get better at, right? You know, right. You know the areas that intrigue you and that you want to grow in, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first part of it is understand that you got to own your development as, a, as, a, as an assistant, okay? And that means from, uh, you know, learning the difference between recruiting and evaluating, um, learning the difference between, you know, uh, you know, learning the different ways you want to guard a stagger screen or whatever it is on, on your development as an assistant. Okay. Really be truthful with yourself about, um, where you need to improve. Okay. I think on that movement, I think the thing we don't do enough of is we don't seek out mentors, right? right. It right. might be somebody that's on your, on your staff or on your campus. Right. But it might be, you know, like, that's the one thing like, I wish I would have done more of. And it's like, man, I look at guys like, Leonard Hamilton, right? Like, man, Leonard Hamilton is our is our uh, our modern day John John Thompson, right, right? Right. And I didn't call I didn't call Leonard Hamilton enough as an assistant. I didn't call Leonard Hamilton enough as a first year head coach, right? And, and this is something he said to me, like, man, like the fact that you ain't, you know, like, and I'm like, man, you know what, you're 100 percent right, right? Being coachable now, he, he coaching me, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, I did. You're 100 percent right, like, man, I should, it should Leonard Hamilton shouldn't have to worry about. You know, he shouldn't have to pick up the phone to call me to say, hey, boom, 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 right? Right. Like, I should be reaching out to him to have these mentors, you know. But, you know, I have, I have Billy Kennedy. I have Tom Crean. You know what I'm saying? But, like, there are just it's other guys that, like, I've looked at over the years, you know, that I, mean, I like what they do, right? I love the way Florida State defends, right? So right. I'm calling Leonard Hamilton. I, I hadn't called, you know, uh, like it's like, like a guy like uh, Alvin Brooks, um, Alvin Brooks Jr., who's an assistant at Houston, but was 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 a young head coach at Houston uh, back in the day, right? Like yeah. not picking up the phone enough to call these different guys, right? So after you own your development, after you know it's yours, man, you got to seek out mentors because you don't know, like you don't know everything, right? Like right. even if you think you know everything, that's that's a problem in our in our business with young assistants, um, both 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 black and white, right? It's like we think we know everything for some reason, right? Humble yourself enough, man, to know you don't have all the answers, right? So, like, that's the one thing, like, during this pandemic, like, I'm, I'm going, man, that is the one thing. I'm going to be intentional about 
picking up that phone this year, man, and calling you or calling AB3 or calling Coach Brooks or calling Coach Hamilton and say, hey, what you think about this? Or calling Corey Irving, right? And yeah. ask her about yeah. her zone her zone, and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about that zone. Like, t- right, talk to me on it, right? right. Like, man, I'm going to be intentional about those, about those things, right? And then from there, man, like, you know, I think as an assistant, the next thing you've got to do is network, right? Not like, like I think some guys think they, they, they confuse loyalty, right? Like they confuse uh, networking with being disloyal. And I disagree with that, right? Like mm-hmm. I, and if you got a head coach that you work for that, that thinks like just because you go talk to this guy or that guy that you're not loyal to him, man, he probably ain't the dude you want to be working for, just to be truthful, Facts. right? Facts. Like <laughs> he Facts. don't care about nobody probably but himself. And that ain't good, right? That, right. that That's the one thing, man, I, if I'm being truthful, like I've been very fortunate to work for four guys that they like they cared about you more than just as a coach. They cared about you as a coach, but they cared about you more than you know just as a coach, and they wanted to see you grow and do better, right? And so um, I would just say, man, learn how to network, and that doesn't mean you know uh, calling somebody to say, hey, I'm just calling to introduce myself, and then just shoot them a text. You know, every now and again, say, hey, coach, man, just checking in. You know, again, this is something I took from Tom Crean. I would sit with Tom Crean on the road when we were when, when I was at Georgia, right? And, man, we watch games, and he and I would sit there and we'd talk basketball, right? And I would ask questions. I would say – and I would challenge him on things, too. I would say, hey, man, what you think about this? And he'd say, well, yeah, this is what – well, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you do this? And boom, boom, boom. And he said to me one day, he goes, man, you know what, man? He was like – he said, man, I didn't know you, you know, when I hired you. And he said, man, that's a risk. That was a risk I took, right? He said, because, man, when you don't know somebody, you know, you don't know somebody when you hire them, man, that thing could go wrong, right? Right. He said, but, man, you know, everything, he said, he said everything I've heard about you, man, um, as, a, as, a, as a coach and as a, as a person, he said, it's checked out. And he said, now, nah, like, he would just say, man, I'm really glad to have you here, you know? And he said, but he was talking about that time when we were sitting on the road and we were talking about basketball. He said, like, man, I, like, if you didn't work for me, man, I would love to sit next to you. He said, because the questions you ask, you know, the, the, the way you the way you would challenge certain things. He goes, that's what networking is about. It ain't just about saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm this guy and I've recruited this guy. It's about actually, you know, bringing something to the table. He said, because, man, think about this. He said, man, I'd have been to the Final Four. I'd have been to the Sweet 16. We don't want the Big Ten, all this blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, man, I'm still trying to learn, right? It's not about just saying, hey, man, I'm checking in. Like I check in all the time with my wife. <laughs> she don't look at that network. <laughs> you know what I'm so, right. man, I'm just like it's just man, like you know it's it's about it's about the betterment of people. It's about people growing. And um, those are the three things that I would say, man. Only only development. Find you a mentor and, and, and network, but network the right way. Man, that's that's big time, man. I appreciate that, man. And, and you definitely somebody that yeah. you know. I'm, especially over this pandemic, obviously with the be ready calls and stuff, you know, like I, I'm not the yep. most vocal person on be ready, but I sit there and obviously I see, you know, guys like you, oh, AB3, yeah. uh, you know, Jerome Tang, Jareem Dallin, you know, all all, yep. all those, you know, dudes that have that experience, the years of uh, being in this game for a while, man, you know, it, it's just, it's mm-hmm. an honor to be able to connect with y'all and, and just, you know, continue to learn from, from guys like y'all as we continue, you know, as young coaches yep. to continue, you know, moving on up. So, man. No, I appreciate it, man. And, again, it's, again, like I told you before, you know, when we first started this, man, like like guys like myself and 
you know, the Coach Tangs and ABs of the world, man. Like I, I know, I know those guys. You know, they're 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 really good. They're real. They're really high level men of character. They're good people, right? Yeah. But but more importantly than anything, man, they're they are servants, right? Like, yeah. like this isn't like you like us having this call, right, Deontay? This is like this is my responsibility, right? This is not a way to promote my program. This is my responsibility to you. Any other young assistant that listens or anybody that, that comes by me is to help you, you know, grow in the areas and, and figure things out early so you can be even more, you know, successful than I was as an assistant or as a head coach, man. So, yeah. you know, that's that's how I look at it, man. I really do. Nah, man, for sure. And that's, and that's, that's big yeah. time, man. That's love. That's love. Mm-hmm. Well, man, you know, to finish, sure. out, to finish it out, man, I always – I started it last week, but I'm going to keep it going – Man, if you had to recommend mm-hmm. one person to to get on here to that I need to get on here, I should say, uh, who would that be? Man, I'm gonna just tell you like this, and, and this is, he, I, I've only known this dude. What is this? 2020, we started working together in 2016, 17. So I've only, I've probably known him now about five, because I met him a year before. Um, he, he actually came on staff. So I've known him probably about five years now, right? Um, and I would say he is uh, probably my best friend in the business. And what I mean by that is he's somebody I can call and bounce stuff off of, and I know he's going to tell me the truth, whether it's basketball, whether it's family, whatever it is. He's going he to keep it 100 with me. And my two years working with him, my two years, my the most growth I've had as a as a coach, as a recruiter, working with this dude, but I, I would, I would encourage every young assistant. I would encourage you to have him on here, but I would encourage every young assistant to reach out and just pick his brain uh, about um, and hear his story about how he got into it. Right? Is uh, Yurik Malagi, who's at Texas Tech. You, when you hear how he again, my path is different than his, and his path is probably different than yours, and yours is. But like his path and, and the way he sees things and things like that, man, it's uh, I think he's one. Of, I think he's one of the best coaches in the country, head coach or assistant. I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and, and I don't say that because he's my my friend. I say it because he's really good. If he wasn't really good, he know that I wouldn't be telling you to talk. <laughs> but I think, man, right, you, right. You, I think you I think you spend time with him, man, and, and, and kind of you know once you do your research and. Uh, and you, you talk to him, man. He, he's really good, and uh, I, I think it would be um, very educational <laughs> for right. everybody to just kind of hear him on this on this on this platform and on this podcast. He is uh, he is a star, and he's gonna be he's gonna be an unbelievable head coach when he gets his opportunity. No, for sure, we we definitely got to tap in yeah. and make that connection and uh, get that rolling for sure. Sure, man. Yeah, let so, me know. I'll help you with it. I'll help you with it. Most definitely. Sure. Most definitely. Most sure, def- t- well, man, man, I appreciate it again, man. This was great, man. This was awesome, man. Thank you. Nah, Thank I, man, I appreciate you again, man, for sure, man. And, and, you know, it's all love over this way. So you already know, man, we'll definitely be in touch. For sure, man. Well, you have a great rest of your, your day and great rest of your weekend, man. Let me know if I can ever help in any way, all right? Man, for sure, for sure. You do the same, man, as always, man. You know, we'll, we'll be, definitely be in touch. All right, man? All right, hey, thank you, man. All right, thank you. All right. All right. Thanks again for tapping into Beyond the Hardwood. Just a quick reminder to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
And also, be sure to follow the Beyond the Hardwood page on IG as we continue to build this platform. And until next time, remember, life goes beyond the hardwood.